Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Keeping It Real with Camille, as we say 100. I have Eddie on the line. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Carmel. And um, I hope everybody out there is doing fantastic and you're having a great time despite this corona. I know. This is, has been a crazy year. I would never thought that this year would be like this. This is crazy to me. Yes, it is. And, and you know, I got to tell you, I'm having a blast despite it. Um, it really has not affected me a ton. Uh, I just go about everyday life, you know, do I wear a mask and all those things. Yes, absolutely, I do. But I don't let it uh, really guide my life, my happiness. And that's good because, you know what, it's not it's not even it's affected but for me as well it's it's like um it's an eye opener you know that you have to live life and you never yeah. know what happens in life so um i've been happy i mean you know it's sometimes that you be down and you be like oh you know but and but after all of this i'm just like now you can see now you have to live and just live your life and don't be afraid of anything you know oh absolutely yeah because when you live in fear it's never good exactly you know, yeah, you know. So I know yeah. that you do a lot of things in your life, and you. And so, what is your purpose to help people? Well, you know, I believe that when good things come your way, when you learn something, when you understand something that maybe other people don't understand, it's my job to spread it to other people so that they maybe they can grab something out of that and use it in their life. Because you know what, we all got to help each other. We all got to do things that we can get people to uplift themselves. And it's not something where I expect something back from it. It's just something that I love to do because it helps to change lives. Right, right. And how do you overcome all the the, like the overwhelmed challenges in life that you had? Because I know you've been through a lot in your life. So how do you like? <laughs> overcome it like what what motivates you to overcome everything that happened to you well you know the funny thing is is that that, that goes back to 2006 i mean there's a lot of things before that as well and each time it's different motivations um but i'm going to go back to 2006 which is the main thing so that people understand some of what i've been through okay uh 2006 was a fantastic year until I found out that the business partner that I brought in, um, yeah, well, let's let's say he used funds from the business, not for the business. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, it wasn't something that made me happy or made me smile, but you know what? It, it, it's all good. You know, it's it's just, it's, it's only money. You can make more. And so I jumped back into the business and, and you know, because I had hired him so I could step away and become a motivational speaker. So I jumped back into my business. I started rebuilding the business. And uh, after about five months, I got myself back in black again. And, you know, I got a phone call from Korea. And it was my son-in-law. My son-in-law never called. Right. Uh, my daughter did. My, my daughter was over there in Korea with him. He was in the military. Um, and then he informed us when he called that they had gotten into a moped accident. And my daughter had hit her head and she was in critical condition in the hospital. Wow. And she was, yeah, she was there for 45 days and then she passed away. Mm. Um, and then four months after my daughter passed away, I had a cerebral hemorrhage. Mm. So, I, yep, I, I myself landed in the hospital 
and I had three veins that burst in the back of my brain, filled my brain with blood. Um, and they told uh, they told my ex-wife, called the family, he's dead tonight. Well, that didn't sound like a great idea to me. I wanted to live. Right. And I could, I could not have two deaths in my family in four months. There's just no way that was going to happen. So I find out next week, I, I get the test results back to see if I lived. Keep your fingers crossed, would you? That's a bad joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was. I got silent because everything was so emotional for me right now. And I was like, hold up, what? <laughs> I was like, Eddie, I was like, I was like, I was in tune to what you were saying to me. And I was like, oh my God, like you've been through all this, all this, and you still smiling and laughing and having a good time. And I was over here being emotional, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, you've been through dep- depression. You went through losing your oldest daughter. You've been through colon cancer and you've been through so much more and you still have that uplifting attitude i don't understand how can you do this with all this trauma that happened within your life well you know here's here's the funny thing um there's always a gift inside of everything there is a gift people don't realize that once they start looking at the situation that happened you know whether it's something personal something tragic you know something fantastic you know, whatever it is, there are gifts in life and they're hidden inside of the things that you go through in your life. Right. And if you can find a way to be able to look inside the ugliest gifts that you get, that's where your biggest prizes are going to be, your biggest teachings. Right. Because I think most people, when they go through trauma, they get, even me, I'm not going to lie, I get really upset about it. You know what I mean? But like you mm-hmm. said, you have to look into it deeper than that, right? Mm-hmm. But yes, it, it, it's, it's just, I just get so upset because maybe because I can't control it. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that, that's the case a lot of times. You can't control it. And why me? And, and you know, uh, couldn't this, you know, couldn't it happen to me instead of somebody else? Like when my daughter passed away, one of my biggest questions is why did she have to pass away? Why couldn't it have been me? You go through the guilt. You know, right. there's, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different things that you go through when you survive, you know, uh, like, you know, with colon cancer. Okay. I've got stage four colon cancer. And I'm not saying that I have an issue with my surviving this. Um, but what I look at it is what is colon cancer doing for me? How is it reshaping me? What's it doing for my life? And how can I be grateful to it? And I can tell you, I can tell you that when I first got colon cancer, um, and I got to tell you, my sugar's a little bit high right now again, but it was really, really high when I first got colon cancer, okay, when I got diagnosed. Right. Um, and I was I was 242 pounds. I should be around 165, uh-huh. okay? Um, and so what happened with me is that I lost weight, my sugar went down, my cholesterol went down, Every all my numbers for anything that was a high came down because I became healthier. I started watching what I eat, things like this, and I became healthier. So therefore, what I tell people is, you know what? I really have to say I'm grateful to colon cancer for helping me to heal myself. Right. Now, 
that's that's no actually that that sounds perfect because the thing about it a lot of people don't know which i'm gonna go ahead and say you have colon cancer but i'm a diabetic right and right. i've been diagnosed being a diabetic so i have to lose a certain pound of uh, you know a certain amount of weight so i looked at it as a as a like a uh, like a why me kind of thing at first but then i thought about it like now i can eat healthier yeah you know it's an opportunity Right, it's an opportunity to get your body together, look healthier, and have that bod body that I want, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. You got this. <laughs> I know, right? So yeah. I know on the good side of it, um, you are an international best-selling author, a speaker, a trainer. So how do you feel all the great accomplishments that you have doing all the, the trauma? How do you feel about this? Well, you know, I mean, I love the fact that I can make a difference in people's lives. I love the fact that I, I don't like the things that, you know, have been sick and da 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 da, da you know, but I, I really don't call it sick. I've been learning a lot. Right. Okay? Uh, that part I don't, don't really enjoy, but you know what? I know it's part of the process and it gives me more tools to share with people. So it's kind of like, you know, a, a good and bad, a push and pull. Okay. Because wow, there's so many fantastic things that I have to teach, but the way that I had to learn them was a little bit difficult. So right. I'm trying to I'm trying to share with people how to maybe look at life a different way so that maybe you can curb a little bit of what may happen down the road. Because when you're sad, okay, and when you're angry and, and things like this, for every 30 seconds, okay, that you're angry, you start releasing poisons that help to break down your body. You know, the same poisons that are released when you die get released because of the anger. Right. Okay, so it can actually shorten your life a little bit or make you ill and things like this. You'd, you'd be surprised, excuse me, how mood can affect you. And then the other part of it is, is that for every moment that you're happy, every 30 seconds that you're happy, it releases endorphins into your body that actually help to heal you. So one of the keys that I found out was exactly what I did earlier with you. I told you the story about what happened in my life, and then I put a joke in there, and it kind of shocked you, shocked you for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Joke. And then you started laughing. It changed right. your state. Right. right. Okay. So, so I helped for a moment to be able to help heal yourself. Oh wow, so, that's amazing. That is so yeah. amazing. And I know you have um, some books out as well. Um, yes. So can you tell me a little bit about the books that you have out? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about one of the books. The other. The other books. Um, you know, they're they're important too. But my main focus is is a walk from Florida to New York. Okay, and that's when I did my walk from Deerfield Beach, Florida, to Manhattan, New York, spreading the smile. And, you know, I got to tell you that that book, um, I can't say anything about the book because I'm the author, but the response that I've gotten from that book is absolutely amazing. You can see it there on Amazon. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, the people have told me that they felt that they were right there with me walking to New York. And the funny thing is, is my original destination was Washington, D.C. And I oh, wound wow. up in New York. And yeah. you just brought on to New York. I just, you know, I knew my, my mission was not finished. Wow. I, I, you know, it just was not finished. But, you know, 
you set yourself a goal and why go to the goal? Why not go beyond the goal? And that's and that's true because I I seen your bio and I saw when you it said that you walked from Florida to New York with only two hundred dollars in your pocket. Yes. yes, this is crazy. And so, <laughs> like at that point, you was like, I got two hundred dollars in my pocket. I'm gonna go ahead and walk this from Florida to New York. I mean, like, what was in your mind the whole time you was walking? Like, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna do this. This is what I want to do. Oh, you know, I got to tell you, my mind was all over the place. I mean, most of the time it was just like, how many smiles can I collect? Because, you know, when I when that happened in 2006, ended up in 2007, I decided that I was going to collect 10 million smiles, okay, in my lifetime. So most of the time it was all about, you know, collecting the smiles, talking to people, bringing happiness, joy, laughter. Uh, but there was times when I was very discouraged and I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Am I crazy? Right. Record-breaking highs, and and I'm just sweating, and I, you know I've got pains in my body, and you know it's just. But it was fantastic at the same time because of the fact that I'm doing something that most people don't do, okay, and I'm doing something that I love, which is spreading the smile, happiness, and what I call happiness awareness. And mm-hmm. I also wanted I wanted to prove that people are inherently good. And I got to tell you, I, I, my expectations of people were really short. They were, they were, you know, I was like, yeah, everybody's going to be good and things like this and things are going to be nice. No, <laughs> things were freaking awesome. Oh, people wow. People are fantastic. I mean, it's like these doors open up. And, you know, it was $200. I started with $200. I ended with $200. I never knew where I was going to eat. I never knew where I was going to sleep or what I was going to do in the day. I oh, just wow. woke up in the morning and said, Hey, universe, guess what? I'm here, I'm yours, let's go. And oh, wow, that, that's amazing. Oh, I got to tell you, so many fantastic things happen. And there's so many good people out there that, you know. That is that is awesome, because I, I I don't think I can, I mean, you know how you say you set a goal, but me work on walking from Florida to New York, I don't know if I can do that. You know, because I'm not, you know, but then again, if you set your mind to it and you say, I got to do this because I want to prove something yeah. to myself, then I'm pretty sure that I can do it. You know, I like you say, you have to set a goal and whatever goal that is, you have to go for it and don't worry about what happens. Right. Basically. Yeah, you don't. I mean, it's just trust in yourself and trust in the world that the things are going to happen for you, even if it doesn't look like it's happening for you. A lot of times, when it's all said and done, you go, wow. I mean, have you ever had a time that, you know, everything was going against you and you believed that everything was going to turn out terrible and it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Yes. And then the next thing you know, it's like, wow, that was a great experience. And yes, and it wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? You'd be yeah. like, what? what? I thought it was going to be worse than that. You know what I mean? And it comes out yeah. like a different way than I expected to come out. And I'm like, yeah. what happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. It has to be an excuse for me. Like, I'm like, what happened? Why did they turn out that way? You know, I'm always right. questioning it. So I know that people get down on their luck and people uh-huh. get so upset about different things like you know when they don't complete their goal that they're trying to complete or when they can't finish something or accomplish anything that they want to accomplish what advice would you give them well what i would say is don't overthink things 
no matter what it is, don't overthink things because you're setting yourself up. Because if it doesn't happen the way that you think it's going to happen, okay, something that you thought was awesome could turn out to be a disappointment. And on right. the other hand, something that you think is really bad and you think this is going to happen, that's going to happen, most of the times, the things that you think are going to happen don't happen. It's not as bad as you think it is. So you're wearing yourself down for nothing. So right. look at what what the possibilities are. Understand them. Put in the worst case scenario of what can happen with, with whatever it is, and then go for it. You know, you know the worst case scenario already. So let it go. Let it go and just go for it. Because right. what's the worst thing happen? It's either not going to turn out the way you want it, or it's going to turn out better than you thought. And that and that is true because a lot of people don't like the word no, and yeah. when they hear the word no, uh, they get upset because they feel like they should get a yes. But mm-hmm. you have to. T- I believe in you have to try thousands of times to get a yes. Sometimes, like Absolutely. you, are, you're not going to always get a, a yes. You you can get more no's than a yes. Yes, yes, you are now. I got a great example for that with my walk. Okay. Mm-hmm. $200 in my pocket, 277 days on the road. And I don't have a plan as to where I'm going to eat or where I'm going to sleep. Okay. Now, let me ask you, how many times do you think I slept outside? You probably slept outside probably like majority of the time because you didn't have nowhere to, to sleep. Right. Probably like 60% of the time. Okay. All right. What would you think if I told you I never slept that side? Are you serious? Oh yeah. That is awesome. So th- that means that people looked at to- looked up to you and said, "Hey, you can come stay here with me, or come stay here with my family because you're doing a great cause." Yes. And That's here's awesome. here's the other thing. I never went hungry. They fed you too. I can, I, yeah, I, I can almost well, mostly. It, it's it's really weird because you would think that it was mostly people out there helping me. And they were. But corporations stepped up like crazy. Okay, Most of the times when I slept someplace, I slept in a hotel. That now, is awesome. How do you do that? I gotta wow. tell you, there's a little trick. Okay, tell the truth. Tell the truth about what you're doing. Why you're exactly. doing it. Exactly, because yeah. if people figure out the work, the cause of your doing and the truth of it, they will uh-huh. morally like accept you more than you to lie about what you got going on, correct? Because yeah. people, but they say that people do, don't like the truth sometimes. People get upset with the truth and be like, oh, what you doing this for? Oh, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? But it's so awesome that they accepted what you was doing and you had a yeah. place to sleep. That's why you still had $200 in your pocket because people, right. was, people was looking out for you, you know? Yeah. So how do your family feel about everything that was going on? Like, what was their reaction to everything like? Well, they thought I was crazy. I thought I'd never do it. Most people thought I would never do it. And, and you know, that's going back to the notes. You know, like when I walked into a hotel, did every single hotel say yes? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just like, you know, my family thought it was a little bit nuts. But they backed me anyway. Right. They're like, hey, that's crazy. Right. But, you know, 
you know, we love you, so we're going to back you. Okay. And then I had other people that were like making bets behind, you know, behind the scenes saying, oh, he's never going to make it to here. He's never going to make it to there. He'll give up, you know, he'll get two hours down the road and he's going to stop and turn, go back home. You know, so it's funny, but, you know, I got to tell you about those no's. The more no's that you get, the closer you are to a yes. Right. Right. Yeah. And it stop because people are saying no or corporations are saying no or jobs are saying no. Things like that. If you stop, what's going to happen? You're not going to have a yes, right? Yeah, yeah, nothing's gonna happen because nothing's gonna happen because if you stop, if you stop, you're not gonna know if you're gonna have a no or a yes, regardless of the fact because you got so many no's. But it, that sometimes it can be discouraging, like when you get so many no's and then you want a yes because you need this so bad, you know. And people oh. do get discouraged, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that you know they have to realize that these are what you're going to go through you're going to go through life with with no's everything everybody's not going to accept the things that you do exactly it's it's not everybody's going to accept it i'm going I'm to say a little something about the cancer doctors kept telling me that i was going to die okay uh, right. as soon as i was diagnosed they're like you got to do chemo you got to do radiation you got to do surgery now otherwise you're going to be dead in a couple of months okay now i told them i said oh really thank you very much i appreciate that i'm not doing any of this you know and i even had one doctor that told me you know he said do you want to die at 60. and i said no i really don't and he said then you need to do the chemo the radiation and stuff like this and you know i said isn't there something that i can do where i can survive no this is what you have to do there's no other alternative okay so here I told him, you know, thank you very much. I appreciate your advice. You're no longer my doctor. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, the funny thing is, is that here it is three years later. Okay. You know, I'm and you're walking, <laughs> and you're walking, you're kicking, you're healthy, and all these good things. And they told you that you're going to die. This is what I was talking about. Like, I was saying something to somebody about this. You have to, I feel like when people tell you things like that, you know, if it's critical and you have mm -hmm. a ability to to make it better, mm -hmm. you know, because no one can determine your life. But but the man above. Right. So right. you have to do all the things that you can possible to make your life more meaningful. You know, yes. push, push harder, uh, work harder to make your life better, eat healthy, do whatever you got to do to make your your health improve. You know, that's right. Um, and that's how I feel about it. Like, I don't know, but so most people be like, they like, you know, going out to eat a lot and doing this and doing that and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm like, eat healthier, get healthier and build yourself up yeah. to be, you know, a better person, a better healthy person, you know? You know, the, know. the thing is, is that, and, and this is, you know, to the people in the audience that are listening, I, I really, really, really appreciate you there and you're listening. And I, I would like for you to understand one thing. Okay. One one of the things I'd like for you to do is put your hand over your heart. And if you feel <laughs> it beating, if you feel that heart beating, that means you're alive. Okay. You're alive. It's still like a game. You've got things to do. You exactly. are amazing and you have something to share. Some of you know it, others don't. If you don't right. know it, 
find that thing that you love, that you love to share, listen to your body, listen to yourself. And as you talk about certain things, see the excitement levels, whether they go up, whether they go down. If they go up, guess what? Something you love to talk about and there's somebody out there that needs to learn what you love. Exactly, exactly. I'm going to say, Mr. Eddie, I love talking to you. You're a great, great inspiration because you've been through so much and I can't tell you the half of the things I've been through but I just am so glad that you came up here on my podcast to just tell the audience what you've been through and what you you know what you're doing in life and it's awesome but you know the pandemic is out and um, I don't know if it's gonna go away they say it is but I don't you know we don't know which way is going at this point but I usually give the audience a positive note about what they're going through because people are losing their jobs people uh, is homeless people are going through so much right now so I would love for you to give them a positive note well what I'd like to say is yes the pandemic's there yes it's real it's, you know we understand it and people are losing their jobs it's, they're homeless and but this is all an opportunity for us to learn about ourselves, who we really are, not what other people are telling us, not what we're hearing outside. But if we look inside of ourselves and we try and find the best that this virus has to offer and take that information for yourself and use it in a way that's going to uplift you, maybe find yourself another job, maybe start your own business. It may be a sign that, you know what? I don't need to work for somebody. I need to work for me. I need to share what I have experienced. I need to share what's working for me. And if you keep looking at the side of it, you keep looking at the numbers, you know, oh, it's going up, 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 or it's going down, 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 or it's going side, whatever it is, okay? If you pay attention to the news that the media is feeding us, it's not gonna be good. So we need to make our own news about our own lives and make it positive. Are we going to be down at times? Absolutely. But keep it as positive as you can make it. Awesome. Awesome. Listen to that advice. That's the best advice you can ever listen to because you have to make a life of your own. Can't keep listening to the news. The news always got bad things going on. Always. Oh, yeah. So, Mr. Eddie, give everybody your website, your social media, where they can find your book, where they can find you, where they can locate you if they need someone to talk to, all that good stuff. Uh, well, my website is, I don't think I need to say the www. No. Uh, <laughs> the Smile and Wave Project.com. Again, the Smile and Wave Project.com. And you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. If you go to my website, you see all the links to it. Okay, if you want to uh, hook up with me on, on Facebook, it's Edward Smile Rodriguez. Okay. Uh, you can look me up on, on the internet, Edward Rodriguez. So, and I'm right there, you know, so it's, it's very easy to find all my stuff. My book is a walk from Florida to New York. And I'm transitioning that book from my original book was 10 million smiles from Florida to New York. So you can find it at either place. Um, and if I have a moment, there's something I would love to read everybody that I wrote a while back. Go ahead. Okay. You are beautiful and you make a difference in this world. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, there are people in this world that look up to you. 
people who love you and care about your well-being. A piece of their heart shines in your heart. A piece of your soul shines in your soul. Or a piece of their soul shines in your soul. A part of their energy radiates in your world and you may not even be aware of it. Live each moment as if it's a building block to an incredible life that you deserve. Find the good in life and use it as your guide for a better future. Accept the bad as a teacher to bring you through rough times and use your smile to engage and transform your heart into a superconductor of happiness and joy. May you live, love, and create the life of your dreams. Oh, I love that. That is so wonderful. That is very nice. And I want to say, Mr. Eddie, I thank you for being on my podcast. And I just want to keep in contact with you because you're so motivated. And um, I just want to thank you. And I want you to be blessed and stay safe. Thank you. And I wish you the same and, and very much been an honor being on your show. It's a fantastic show. If you ever want me as a guest again, please feel free to reach out. Um, Almost and I want to say, Yeah. I want to say to everybody out there, just be you. Love yourself. Love others. And open up your heart for the good in the world to bring to you. That is awesome. And I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye.